Welcome to GRE Snacks, snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable. We have an affordable $199 online GRE course that includes everything you need to ace your GRE exam. A full textbook, tons of GRE questions that are backed by our space repetition algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at Achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout. Now with me today is Mike Bergen from Chariot Learning. Mike, do you mind uh, jumping in here and tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm happy to do it. Uh, my name is Mike Bergen. I'm the president of Chariot Learning, helping students with test school in life based out of Rochester, New York. We work primarily with students doing SAT and ACT tutoring in classes across the country, but we also do some GRE. Um, I am the co-host of the Test and the Rest podcast, the college admissions podcast talking about testing, learning, and admissions. I am also the founding president of the National Test Prep Association, which is the industry association representing test prep professionals and educators around the world. I wear many other hats in education, but that's probably enough for now. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. He also has a book, Crash and Learn, among other things. <laughs> See in the background there. Um, so this is a fun one. I really like this topic. It's you called it the will to prepare to win. The so will to prepare the to win. So this? yeah, you and I are both football fans, and I think that when we talk about test prep, we mm-hmm. often go back to sports analogies, and it makes yes. perfect sense because preparing. For a test like the GRE, Tyler, you'd agree that it's a lot more like preparing for a sport or a skill than studying for a test in school, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a performance, particularly because you usually aren't going to be performing for three to four hours in a row. Yeah. Right? So you've got to practice for that. And the idea that tests like these are not crammable. You You have to make sure that you are practicing to deliver your best when it counts even though there are forces at work to keep you from doing your best. That's, mm-hmm. that's another element. Like, you know, like the GRE is at heart a competition, okay? It's not like a test in school where if everyone gets every question right, the teacher is really pleased that she did a great job. And everybody gets an A. And everybody yeah. gets an A. That's not the case at all. It's a scale test. There are lots of dimensions of difficulty that are designed to challenge everyone from the least prepared and knowledgeable test taker to the most prepared and knowledgeable test taker. And Mm -hmm. that means you are competing against the test makers, the item writers that are throwing in all kinds of dimensions of difficulty. You are competing against the format of the test, which has all kinds of obstacles, the length of the test, the timing of the test, the question types, the fact Mm -hmm. that different answer choices are partially right, but that means that they're wrong. You have, you're competing against your own internal struggle to focus, to pay attention, to bring energy to each and every question. The competition is tremendous. And then you know that your score is thrown into a competition to get into a program. So right. this is so much like a sport that we look to some of the great coaches for insight on how to excel when it counts. Right. So, so yeah, do you want to read the quote? Yeah, I want to talk about Vince Lombardi, right? Everybody knows Vince Lombardi. He is uh, His the, name's on the trophy. <laughs> epitome of <laughs> a great football coach. In fact, when you win the Super Bowl, what do you win? 
the Lombardi trophy. The Lombardi trophy, right? So he knows a thing or two about football. He knows a thing or two about winning. And he famously spoke about the will to prepare to win. The quote is, the will to win is not nearly so important as the will to prepare to win. Most people have the will to win. Most people enjoy winning and all that comes with it. The people willing to put in the hard work over time required to prepare to win are far more rare. Mm -hmm. It was a meaningful distinction to draw, right? Lots of people want to win. We talk to students all the time and we ask them, are you willing to do what it takes to get your best score? And they say, yeah, of course, I'm ready. But then when it comes time to actually do the work, they're not so committed they think they have the will to win, but they, they don't have the will to do what it takes to win. Right. And what it takes is preparation. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> right. Like, you know, a football player works hard, right? There's tons of time in the gym. There's tons of time focusing on your nutrition and your sleep. There's tons of time doing skill drills and stretching, which is tedious. And you've got to remember the plays. You've got to memorize the play. But like, there's a ton of work. Mm-hmm. Lots of students look at professional athletes. They look at professionals in every field. Be like, I want to do that. And I want to enjoy all the benefits of being really successful at that. But when right. you say, okay, great, it starts with you running three miles every day, you hitting the gym, you, you know, practicing these really boring drills over and over. They're like, eh, I got other things to do. I've always wanted to be a musician. Um, besides the fact that I just naturally, I, I can't sing at all. Um, I <laughs> never was willing to put in the time to actually learn how to play an instrument because it takes forever. So we look at our favorite musicians, you know, jamming on the guitar, singing, playing piano, whatever. Think, boy, it would be great to be able to do that. And we don't see the countless hours spent Mm -hmm. alone just noodling, practicing scales and, you know, jamming and, and learning all of the different pieces. So that will to win, a lot of people can see the GRE, they can see the SAT, they can see any test and say, I can see myself in a good score. I can see myself mm-hmm. there and I want it, so I'm going to go get it. But they're not willing to take those fundamental steps of preparation, the gritty, unglamorous work that supports success in any field. Right. Well, and I think the thing, too, that with both musicians and athletes and a lot of other things, that is, to me, the hardest part about all this is that while you're working on your scales or at the gym or running three miles a day, for 95% of that journey, you are not only by yourself, but there is no guarantee that it's going to be worth it financially at all, right? And I think with the GRE, you get a little bit of an advantage in the sense that you're like, if I do this and do it well, there is an outcome that will help me on the other side, right? That's an incredibly meaningful shade of nuance to bring to this, right? The will to prepare to win is not a guarantee that you're going to win. But you mm-hmm. cannot win without it, right? right. So, you know, you're putting in the same work as anyone else that really wants to excel. There's no guarantee you have 
everything else that, that you, you the, the talent, mm-hmm. the luck, <laughs> the support, the connections, whatever it takes to break through. But you cannot win without it. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that will to prepare to win has to turn into more than just a willingness to grit your teeth and go through the motions. You have to come through the other side and actually enjoy the process. You have to right. feel the little victories every day. If you know, if we're talking about being a professional athlete, one of the things you have to do is run, right? You mm-hmm. have to learn to love to run. You have to learn to feel guilty when you don't run. You have right. to want to do it. I, I work with so many students that I assign practice tests and, you know, we meet and we look at the test and I see that they didn't improve or maybe even they went down a little bit. And I'm like, so tell me about how you felt when you took this test. And we are come around to what I, what I recognize. They didn't want to take the test. They did it because mm-hmm. it was assigned. They were willing to do the work, but they're not willing to have fun with it and make it meaningful. And so I said, look, you basically wasted your time, right? If you don't take this test trying to be better, then don't take the test at all. And that's that will to prepare to win. You have to want it. Again, you know, any great guitarist, anybody who, you know, a rock god that makes playing on an otherworldly level look unconscious, let's just look totally Uh natural. We can't even judge how many hours of work goes into that process because you have to internalize it. And there are people that loved it. They wanted to sit there. I know, uh, you know, um, Alex Van Halen would say this about Eddie Van Halen. Like he'd, Alex would go out and he'd see Eddie in the, in his room, just playing guitar, just practicing stuff. He'd come back and he hadn't moved hours later. He's still in the same place. Right. It shows up and it shows in test prep. It really does show up that the people that, want to learn to love the journey find themselves in a much better place at the end right and i mean yes it's understandable and i think mike and i would both understand that getting you know a perfect jury score is maybe not as exciting as being a rock star but i do think that there's because you do have a guarantee of an outcome you should really use that to help motivate your journey, right? Like, and and I mean, maybe the outcome is kind of in two parts. Like, it's like, it's if I get a 170 quant, then I can go to MIT or whatever, right? And, and, and yeah. so whatever that is for you, but like, you have the benefit, unlike the rock stars of the world, of a guaranteed outcome. If you get a perfect test score, that makes you a rock star in certain circles. But what it also means, (laughs) if we trust that the test reflects a set of skills that are Mm -hmm. actually needed at the next level, then we recognize that the process of becoming someone who can earn a score like that has Mm -hmm. already put in the foundational work to excel once they go through the door that has been opened by the test score, right? I tell students Mm -hmm. all the time for the SAT and ACT that these tests are like finishing school, okay? They're making sure that apart from whatever your grades say, you're going to arrive at college with the reading ability, the writing ability, and the Mm -hmm. problem-solving ability that you need to succeed, And because those skills aren't always evaluated properly in 
whatever measures are required to earn your grades, you're going to like this. You're going to know that the work that we do isn't just to get you a number to satisfy some requirement. This will make you better. When you become a better reader, you become a better learner. When you become a better writer, you become a better communicator. When you become a better problem solver, <laughs> you're opening up. Your life is going to be filled with problems. So learn the process and the steps, uh, and you will find that these skills lead to success later. So it's kind of this, you know, again, it, it comes down to when you have the will to prepare to win in something, you often <laughs> learn more enduring truths. And it, uh, another winner um, who is not a sports uh, figure is Miyamoto Musashi. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He wrote the Book of Five Rings. He was the the samurai. Well, I'm I'm about 700 pages into the book Musashi. Oh, that's great. So so you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. And so you know the yeah. Book of Five Rings is really a beautiful, very philosophical book, depending on the translation you find. But mm-hmm. I always go back to his contention. That to learn one thing is to learn 10,000 things. And he said, you know, at at the end of a life where he engaged in all of these duels to the death and emerged victorious, he then became a calligrapher and a poet and a writer. And he credited everything he learned in becoming an effective swordsman to being able to then extrapolate those skills to something else. He had the will to prepare to win in one thing, but then he found at the end of it that he was able to win in many more because he had that experience. Right. Yeah. No, I love that analogy and, and also that book. It's it's a really fun, fascinating book. I uh, I have a sort of a final curveball question for you here, which is, so let's say you've got a student who, and I mean, I think we've all been there, where you're just like, this sucks. I don't want to deal with this. I'm doing this because I have to, right? My mom signed me up for this this tutoring guy, Mike, and he's telling me I have to have the will to prepare to win. And yeah. I, I just, I don't care where I go to college or whatever. Maybe they do care a little bit, but not that much. How do you, how do you turn their mindset around or what advice do you give them? So when you're doing direct instruction with students, you are a coach as much as you are a teacher. And so I want to encourage them. I will give them this exact speech and I will explain how important it is that they want to enjoy the process. They have to have fun with it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes the answer is if you can't bring yourself, if you don't have the will to prepare to win, you're not going to win. So maybe you shouldn't play the game, right? right? Here's the thing is that if you don't like football, then even Vince Lombardi wouldn't have been able to make you a great player. You just wouldn't have wanted to do all the things required. You wouldn't become a student of the game. You wouldn't find the passion and excitement in the competition. It's perfectly okay to recognize you don't have it. You either cultivate it or play a different game. But, I mean, Uh if you want to get your best GRE score, (laughs) you better learn to love the process and see see what's inside it. You you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Tyler? Yeah, I I mean it's it's I'm like filing this away for myself when I'm not wanting to go on those three mile runs myself, right? <laughs> it's like you gotta enjoy the journey. Um, but yeah, there's there's really a big difference in everything in life between the person that really cares deeply about whatever it is that they're working on and the person that's 
doing it either to get to an end goal and they don't really care about the journey or just doing it because they have to, which is like a lot more common in like high school students, right? For sure. Um, It's just, it turns out that most things in the world require hard work and that the more hard work and thought you put into something, generally speaking, the better you will be at it. Like it's no, (laughs) it's something we say to our customers for our test prep program. They're like, what should I do to improve? Well, it's like step one is all other things equal. More studying will increase your score. That's right. right. Like, and not not the um, studying in name only where you're studying, but you're also listening to something or you're right, watching yeah. something else. It's like reading, right? You know, reading is such a fundamental skill on these exams. And, you know, I say this is not like when your teacher, when your teacher tells you to read a chapter for homework. They don't tell you to look at the chapter. They don't tell you to just flip the pages till you're done. They want you to understand it. And if you're not focusing mm-hmm. on it, you're not understanding it. Right. Every aspect of this or basically anything. Look, there is glory in in excelling in anything in this world, right? You can be the most amazing sushi chef in the world, right? They We glorify um, expert chefs. Even you can make the best sushi rice in the world. That can take years. And yeah. if you want to be a great sushi chef, you better learn to love rice, learn to love making rice and learn to excel at it. And you can't skip that step. If you want to be great in anything, there are no shortcuts, right? That That's what mm-hmm. we know. We know that there's a huge difference between the people you described, the person who's doing it because they are committed to every aspect of it, and the people who are just going through the motions. People who go through the motions don't get there. The people who are committed to every aspect have a chance to get there. Right. Yeah. And it's an important mindset shift that I think you need to recognize that you need to make in yourself and then you need to actually go about doing it, which doesn't happen immediately. But the first step is recognizing that you need the mindset shift. And so if you're thinking, if you're listening to this and you're like, huh, okay, I I should maybe think that's great. That's the first step, right? Yeah, and I would say that just as a final note on this, once you do make that shift, everything changes. Suddenly, you see the underlying structure in what it is that you're doing. You derive the immediate benefit from mastering a certain skill or practice, but you also connect to the longer-term benefit. It's a big change. Once you learn to enjoy the journey and you see why it's important to you and why you might be far from where you want to wind up, but you're actually making progress there, everything gets better. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Thanks, Mike. This has been GRE Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Mike Bergen from Chariot Learning. Achievable has a great online GRE course that you can try for free at achievable.me and use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout.